Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcoming into the show now, former Chiefs Utility back and assistant coach at Chiefs Manawa, Dwayne Sweeney. Morning, Dwayne. How are you doing? Uh, good morning. I'm very good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Uh, myself and Steve Devine are with you, mate. We, you, you're partnering up uh, with Carla Hohepa and Crystal Koa as uh, the uh, Chiefs Manawa uh, coaching team, mate. Um, at what point, I guess, to, to, at the end of your playing career, did you think that coaching was somewhere you wanted to go? Um, well, I actually started my coaching career while I was still playing. I actually coached the Waikato Women's uh, Sevens program. So for me, kind of coming back into the women's game uh, again here at the moment is has kind of been, you know, quite a nice and, and easy transition. Um, I originally got into to coaching that team, helping out Teresa Tatamaki, who was our physio at the time for Waikato for our NPC team and. She'd been coaching them for a couple of years and, yeah, I just sort of saw what she was doing and we had lots of good conversations and I thought, oh, I could really, you know, kind of add some value with, with my knowledge and stuff. So I was like, oh, I'd sort of asked her if I could give her a hand and, yeah, that's kind of how it started and just had a, you know, always had a pretty big passion for the, I guess, the um, the ins and outs of the game and the, and the small little battles that you can have with, strategy and things like that so yeah it was quite a I guess quite an easy transition um Dwayne we I was in that Blues HQ the other day and ran into Willie Walker and Carla Spencer who are the girls coaches for Super Rugby up uh up here do you do you do you see those boys around a lot as coaches and and also is it the best stepping stone to get into a more sort of professional type role like a, a super contract yourself in the men's game um yeah i've bumped and bumped into them a little bit it's quite you know i guess once you sort of start your coaching career it's it's quite quite interesting we sort of pop up and end up so i saw both of those boys actually at the world youth sevens um they were both involved with the cavaliers if i'm not mis- mistaken and then i was also part of the uh, Asian Dragons um, sort of coaching setup, so yeah, it's quite interesting. We kind of meet along the way, and who you just kind of bump into, and it, you, you kind of end up. It's, it's a lot of like-minded people and people that have the same kind of passion for the game and different aspects of the game. Um, yeah, in terms of like a pathway, um, you know, the more you can coach, the better. It's like anything. If you if you want to, you know, master your craft you'd need to spend more time doing it. So for me, uh, doing the NPC um, last season with Waikato was awesome. Um, and it was a great, you know, I guess, um, starting point for me in, the, in terms of a professional role. And then for me to be able to come on board with the with the Chiefs now, uh, coaching the Manawa side in the same role that I had for Waikato just gives me good consistency of time uh, to be out there, like, on the grass and, and, and learning along the way. 
Uh, Dwayne, you, you mentioned you spent some time with the Waikato Women's Sevens team. Uh, does that help in the role that you're in now? I mean, I know you, you're probably not in recruitment as such, but uh, surely if you you know you have relationships there, it, it makes it easy to get players over. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. It just made it a little bit, I guess, easier to gain a, a bit of trust because you know a new coach coming into an environment, um, I have very different ideas and. I look at the game differently than the girls have ever um, played it before. So having that uh, rapport with some of the senior players that were involved um, with that Wakata Women's Sevens program, there's a, already the element of trust having worked with them prior. Um, and then when you've got players of influence within a group in terms of experience and, and high skill set and high performance, then it makes it a lot easier to, to kind of rally the rest of the team and then around the ideas and, and the way that we want to play. So, yeah, it's been really cool to reconnect with some of those girls and I've had, um, you know, some really good careers off the back of, um, you know, I, Renee Holmes, as an example, uh, turned up at Awakato Sevens training and she was just a little blonde girl from Gisborne that had moved up and for an opportunity. So, and we've all seen what she's done in the game since that point in time. So, you know, to reconnect with someone like her and Ariana Baylor was another one uh, that was involved in there. And, you know, they're, they're black friends now and they're, and, they're, and they're good black friends as well and they've been consistently involved in that team. Do the um, do the girls, do you have much crossover with the men's team? Do you do you train same facilities, train same fields and or against each other at all? Um, no, we don't actually at the moment. So in terms of training, we're, we're split separate. We're based in... Um, out of uh, Waikato Stadium, so we're using um, Waikato's facilities, uh, which is awesome because it gives us the ability to be uh, together as a team um, and do everything in one site. Uh, but in terms of like off the field, we have made a really big effort um, to connect the team. So uh, through the early induction, I guess what how the Chiefs do their induction process and welcoming new players with um, what they call Fatsunor and, and things like that was the first time ever uh, that the the men and the women did it together, uh, which was a pretty powerful thing. So, um, and the girls and the boys actually huckered together to welcome those new members, which again was a first uh, for the organisation. So yeah, it was pretty cool to I guess to be there as a part of that because I'd obviously experienced that many times as a as a Chiefs player, um, but to experience it I guess from a coaching role was really awesome. But then it was also really cool to to I guess see. The, both groups come together, both the men's and the women's team. The Waikato Sevens women's team, uh, Waikato NPC team, now in the Manawa. Uh, is there a change for you in the way you mentally have to pro- approach or prepare uh, to coach women versus men, or is it just coaching rugby? Um, yeah, it, it is just coaching rugby, but there's obviously a, a large difference in. I guess um, the way that we learn, boys tend to think they know it all and the girls want to know it all. It's probably no. the easiest way to explain that. The girls are very, um, very, very literal and they really, they love to know the why, where the boys will assume the why quite often. So we, we like to just be like, oh yeah, I know it and I'll have a crack and, and sort of fail having a go and then sort of get corrected from there. And I was the same as a player, like quite often, yeah. You think you like get a handle of it pretty quickly, and you, and you you tend to just like 
jump right in and have a go where the girls really like to understand very clearly before they get involved because they don't want to, you know, for whatever reason, they they don't want to maybe fail so much and they just want to make sure that they're doing the best that they can do. So not that the boys don't, but the boys are probably a little bit more, they assume a little bit more that they that they, they have it nailed. But yeah, with the girls, they're very literal and they do lo- love to ask a lot of questions. So we create a space for that um, because we also need the intensity out of our training. So we, we structure our days so that the girls can get a lot of um, the questioning and the learning and we call it the hui of all the meetings and then we when we're on the grass it's all the dui. So yeah, we just um we structure our days well uh, to cater for that. But yeah, it's that's probably the biggest difference between the two. Mate, with uh just say you're in a team meeting and you've got sort of thirty five, forty girls there I'd imagine in the squad, um, and an argument happens, how how are you gonna win that as a male coach? Just just need no, I, just I, need I, to know some new tips is all. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I've had that one a bit. Um, it's all about how you you kind of set the environment up. So for us, we talk a lot about facts versus feelings. So we deal when we're in when we're meeting. It's all about facts. Nothing's about feelings. So and the girls are bought into that. They understand that. So it's not about I felt this. I did this. It's, I saw this. I did that. And that's how we like to try and operate. And as long as the facts are there, then you. You know, you can, I wouldn't say I win the conversation, but I can just <laughs> go to the facts. But if, um, yeah, if the facts aren't there and it becomes a feeling thing, I just tend to back out of it. <laughs> fair, fair, that sounds Point good. Point taken. Yeah. Hey, um, Dwayne, I know you weren't involved last season, but uh, I know that Crystal was. Um, how have uh, Chiefs Manawa with the extended season had to change pre-season? Uh, or have you had to change it at all? Um, well, yeah, they've actually just been given more resource to be able to spend more time together is the um, simple answer to that. So with the competition extending, the obviously the girls have been provided with um, longer contracts in terms of time. Um, so during the preseason, we've been able to run three camps. So we've had our, we had a six-day camp originally like a couple of weeks ago, and then the girls are self-directed for a week. Um, and then we come back together for four days uh, after Waitangi Day, um, sort of through to Saturday last week, then we had Sunday off, and then now we're in camp again for four days over in the, um, based out of uh, the mount here. So, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a really good sort of chance to get the, the team together for a long period of time, and, and being in camp, especially when you're installing new, new stuff and... Um, getting to understand and learn your teammates and and um, and coaches it's a great environment to be able to extend that learning so I guess the ability to be able to have more time together and have these camps is going to lead to a better product and a better game uh, come round one uh, I know there was a, quite a lot of frustration uh, both from the players and coaches last year just having limited time leading in that they didn't feel they started to play their best rugby till the competition was ending so this year Starting at a, we're going to we're going to clearly start at a lot higher level than um, what we started last season, just through having more time together. Yeah, mate, it's certainly it's certainly good that we're starting to invest a, a little bit more time and effort into the women's game because it is hugely growing sport in this country, and um, I think we're starting to see some good results there. 
But looking across to the men's game, obviously the launch was yesterday. How do you see um, the men's team, uh, the Chiefs, getting getting away this year? How do you, how do you think their season's going to go? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting, I guess, one at the moment, eh? Because there's a lot of a lot of those senior boys have have sort of moved on. The Sam not being there and Brody and you know some sort of yeah, Brad Webber's like there's some guys there that have been really key leaders within that group. Um, for a very long period of time too, it's not like they've been you know kind of leaders for the last two, three, four, five years. It's you know ten years plus that they've been involved in leading that team and and performing to a really high level and upholding standards. Um, just from what I've seen, a lot of them still exist in the team in terms of like they've left a real legacy in terms of the way that they train and the way that they prepare the team and the understanding of you know I guess that other level of players and still having Anton and Damien there um, obviously is going to help in terms of that carrying that on uh, in terms of those kind of levels and standards that the team kind of expects to operate under. Um, yeah, they clearly have a good coaching group and, and there's a lot of trust and faith in that coaching group from the from the playing group. So, yeah, I think you'll we'll see, a, we'll see a bit of a change. Um, I think they'll still perform really well, uh, but I think we're going to a few sort of names are going to start to appear a bit more, especially in around that leadership role. And I'm pretty excited for Luke Jacobson being named captain. Um, I think he's a great leader. I was involved with Luke. Uh, he was actually my vice captain when I was captain at um, Waikato. Um, when he kind of first came onto the scene, he was only 20, 21 years old, but you could see it then that he had great leadership qualities. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, to, to see them play again, obviously they they had a great season last year, um, but yeah, it'll be it will be a bit of a change for them um, not having some of those key leaders involved. We got a text through on double eight double three from a bloke called Brett in Huntley, um, who has uh, said, "Sweens, how's the game fishing season going? How many stick faces tagged up so far? Steve, get him to take you out on mini chiefy. Sweens slays it up the mana." Mate, that was my next question. I was sick of this rugby talk. I wanted to talk fishing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've had a pretty, a pretty um, good kind of or oh, a good start to the season. I managed to tag three while I was away camping up north. Um, tag three marlin fishing off. Uh, Hokianga and actually took Matt Watson out, which was um, which was pretty cool uh, to have. I guess you know my kind of hero, uh, especially with the um, you know I've, I don't know how many times I've watched his how tos and how to tie knots, etc. So it was pretty cool to take him out for a day and put him on a marlin. Um, and then I managed to we got a day off last week during camp, so I snuck out and tagged another two last Friday out off Raglan. So it's good to see that the the fish had turned up in pretty good numbers down off the west coast, down home. So, yeah, next next sort of day off, and when the weather's good, I'll be going out again. No, mate, I'm trying to get a day out in the west as well. Um, um, I had a I had a trip down to Hicks Bay last week, um, and we got out off there, but the wind got up, unfortunately. We only had a couple of hours in, but... Yeah, the, the fish have turned up on the West Coast, which is great news. I'm looking forward to getting out there, hopefully myself. And uh, the, there's a West Coaster tournament on um, at a little hui in a, in a couple of weeks. So I've got my name down for that one. Should be, oh, cool. sh- should be a bit of fun. Yeah, nice. Nice. Good stuff, Swedes. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on, mate. Good luck uh, with the mana with this season. No doubt we'll talk to you again soon. And, uh, yeah, uh, tight lines, eh? Yeah, leave a few in the water for us, eh? <laughs> nah, cool. Thanks, guys.